win. Yeah! Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, hour number two of the show, live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It is Big Red Monday, Wolf. Um, it's not a lot of good news today. And I guess I'm going to bring you some more bad news right now. Angry. Yeah, uh, Ian Rappaport's Twitter feed is just full of Cardinals stuff today from just a few minutes ago. It says the Cardinals likely lost their starting left guard. Sources say the fear is that Justin Pugh suffered a season-ending knee injury. He'll have additional tests to confirm. That is two players in the last, what, 45 minutes that we've heard. Two very important players may be done for the year for the Cardinals. Okay, um, next, you know, it just keeps coming with this team right now. This is horrific, what has happened. The fact that, yeah, we all kind of wondered about Hollywood Brown, Justin Pugh as well, leaving the game, totally changed the dynamic of this game. That was a situation, too, where the Arizona Cardinals in their first two possessions, they went 10 plays down the field and then 14 plays down the field. Now, they only got three points out of that, but still, that sure beat the alternative until that point. Um, and then Justin Pugh went down the end of that first quarter, and it just totally messed everything up. So bad news just keeps coming for the Arizona Cardinals, Luke. Yeah, it's unbelievable because the conversation today, rightfully so, is you know what is this team doing to fix these issues that have been just piling up? And a lot of the fans are frustrated because it feels like they didn't do enough to address them in the offseason, or they're not doing enough to address them now. Now, but it, it is difficult to have that conversation, admittedly, Wolf, when you're hearing, okay, yeah, this guy's out for the year. Oh, yeah, this guy's out for the year. Okay, well, James Conner didn't play on Sunday. Neither did Daryl Williams. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins didn't play. Rodney Hudson didn't play. Justin Pugh didn't play for most of the game. I'm not trying to give you excuses because there is no excuse for scoring nine points on the Seahawks. But I would like to see this team play together one full game, and I thought we were maybe going to get that on Thursday, and we clearly are not going to get that on Thursday. Yeah, and what is what is the fix? What is the fix right now? And you know, we can we can say D Hop, of course, and that is legit. It is. I was hoping it wasn't going to be legit. But I think it's going to be. I think we're going to see it. I think D-Hop helps Kyler Murray, clears up an awful lot for Kyler Murray, and gives him a lot of confidence when he's out there. We'll see. Um, getting this offense healthy, that's part of the fix right there. James Conner has got to get better, right? Daryl Williams, uh, Rodney Hudson. And now Justin Pugh, and Justin Pugh is gone in Hollywood Brown, done most likely for the season. And the other fix is Kyler under center more, and I know you don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about it either, but those three things put together is the fix for this offense going forward. Well, I think the fix for this team is probably, if you are still holding out hope on this season, it's because of how the defense has played. Once again, they held a team to 19 points, so now if you go back to the start of the season, Man. You set aside the Chiefs game. They have allowed 23, uh, 20, 16, 20, and 19 points. And most of those 23 in that, that first game I just listed all came in the first half against the Raiders. So from the second half of that Raiders game on, and now we're talking about four and a half games, this has been 
you know, it's not a dominant defense, although no. they had five sacks yesterday. Uh, but it's it's been one of the most solid defenses in the NFL. Wolf, you know, for a couple weeks it was like, oh, the defense is playing better than the offense. Well, the offense has looked like one of the... The offense has been the most disappointing offense in football. There's yeah. no doubt. The defense has been maybe the most surprising defense in football the way they have played. That's what's crazy about it. I mean, it's just the... This team gives you a headache if you think about it too long. what you said right there. It really is. It's a situation where this offense is the most disappointing in the National Football League, especially when you look at the talent. That's something we've been talking about. But this defense is is overachieving, and it's the it's the most surprising. That is a great way to say it right there, Luke, because that's exactly the dynamic that is going on right now. You gave up 20 points to the Philadelphia Eagles. Are the Philadelphia Eagles pretty good? Yeah, they're pretty good right there. Philadelphia just steamrolled Dallas last night. Uh, You give up 20 points to that team, you should beat them. You've got to be kidding me, man. 20 points. 20 points to the defending Super Bowl champions, the Rams. Now, 19 points. They gave up 19 points to a Seahawks team that was scoring 25.4 points per game. Number 7. I mean, top seven, top ten offense, scoring offense. That's a big metric right there. And watching Geno Smith, and we all know how well Geno Smith was playing. And you've got D.K. Metcalf out there. D.K. Metcalf wasn't targeted in the first half. Then you have Tyler, uh, uh, you've got um, Lockett. Yeah, I mean, you've got guys that are some of the best of the best. And somehow, someway, you went out there and gave up 19 points. Lockett had two catches for 17 yards. Metcalf had two for 34. And coming into the game, like if you look at the Seahawks schedule... Because you, this was mentioned earlier in the show. It's not like it's not like their defense was really bad at the beginning of the season, and then it's kind of gotten better. Their defense has actually gotten worse as the season has gone, but their offense has gotten better. Seattle's has so these these odd matchups you had in this game where the Cardinals' offense is getting worse and the Seahawks' defense is getting worse. Well, Seattle's defense won that matchup. I would argue on the other side of the football, where the Seahawks' offense is getting better and the Cardinals' defense is getting better, the Cardinals' defense did their part and won that matchup. Five sacks. Cameron Thomas's first career sack. David Collins' first two career sacks. Mijay Sanders had his first career sack. And it's funny because you get the conversation. And I do like to follow along on social media during these games because I want to see what the Cardinals fan base is feeling. Yeah. And it's pretty consistent with their feeling, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But there were a few people that are like, well, the defense couldn't do anything. Let them score on that drive. You're allowed to give up a touchdown in a game. The defense went five quarters without giving up a touchdown. The percentage of blame I lay on the defense for the Cardinals being two and four right now is less than zero. <laughs> it's not their fault. This team's two and four. They kept a top 10 offense to under 300 total yards in this game. Top 10. 296 yards. If the, if, if the offense was doing anything near what they're capable of, this team would be 5-1 and one right now, the way the defense is playing. They still would have got smoked by Kansas City, but these other five games have all been winnable. 
and yet they are not five and one. They are two and four. We're giving you the chance to win tickets to see undefeated international superstar Jake Paul as he takes legendary UFC champion Anderson Silva at Desert Diamond Arena on Saturday, October 29th. Head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win. We come back. What's the one word you would use to describe how you feel about this team right now? It's our listeners only meeting. Keep them clean. It's our listeners only meeting. 602-260-9870. I want to hear from you next. Give us a call. Again, 602-260-9870. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Hi, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. We'll talk to Cliff Kingsbury as we do every Big Red Monday at 145 today. But Wolf, right now, it is definitely time for a listeners-only meeting after what happened yesterday and what's really been going on for six weeks. If you want to go back to last year, it feels like it's been a while. So let's go out to the phones, 602-260-9870. We will start in Phoenix with Tom. Tom, you're on the Wolf and Luke show. Hey, how are you? Good. What's up, Tommy? So frustrating, you know. I don't know if you ever have seen that Seinfeld episode where uh, George is supposed to do uh, the opposite of everything he thinks of, and, and it works. I think that's what Cliff needs to do when it comes to all of his decisions from now on. He just basically just needs to do the complete opposite of everything he thinks. So if he thinks fourth down and two that he should go for it, nope, he needs to just kick the field goal. (laughs) But in all seriousness, uh, you know, I think anything can be better than what we saw yesterday. So I'm excited to see Robbie Anderson. Absolutely excited for, uh, 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 you know, D hop. I mean, I think, I think they're going to turn it around Thursday. I'm actually going to the game Thursday and I'm looking forward to, uh, to a big Cardinals victory and this home losing streak. And I'm trying to be uh, the glass half full, even though I'm pretty angry. <laughs> Tom, yeah, I'm with you, Tommy, I honestly. It, I think we all are basically, again, uh, it's just a situation where it's so frustrating to see, especially the Arizona Cardinals offensively, with the talent they have go out and struggle the way they are. It's just downright disappointing. It is. Tom is uh, employing the Costanza offense. I didn't think we would be there in Week 7, but you and I have mentioned this in the past. Maybe we just need to do the exact opposite of every instinct we have. Tom, we appreciate the call. Let's go to Tony. Tony in downtown Phoenix. Tony, what's going on? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah, and Walt, happy uh, belated birthday to you. Hey, so. thank you, Tony. Appreciate it, buddy. I, I, I still always remember the first time I ever heard you on the radio. I was only about 10 years old, and it was when you were interview, interviewing yourself on the radio. It was <laughs> awesome. That scare you? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know uh a lot of people are calling for for changes as, uh, as far as Cliff Kingsbury, but in all reality, um, we've got to look at it. And, you know, if they were to make a change, who would they replace them with? I mean, I'm not sure Berkovici's, uh, you know, ready to to play uh, make, call plays in NFL game. I know he did it one game last last season, but that's that's where we're at with that. Um, with all these injuries and. You know, you guys are mentioning, and we don't like to make excuses, but it also, you know, the team just never can get a, you know, good chemistry because of you don't have all the pieces playing together. And I think that 
that's affected um, how the Cardinals performed this year. And then, uh, you know, again, why did they re-sign the kicker if you're not if he can't make an extra point? He can't make a 35, 38-yard field goal. There were several times Cardinals moved the ball yesterday. They didn't get in the end zone. But they moved the ball where if you had a, an average kicker, you know, you're looking at a tied game. And, you know, I, I hope, you know, nothing against Amendola. I'm sure he's a good, nice kid. But I, I hope that somebody, uh, hopefully Matt Prater's back. But if not, I hope so, they try somebody else. And thank you. You guys have a good day. Thanks, Tony. You too. Uh, look, I mean, that's a very valid point. Nobody wants to see somebody fail, but at the same time, Wolf, I mean, you got a full roster of players, and Tony's point right there is, you know, can you ever say, oh, that, that kick definitely would have gone in, that def- that kick definitely would have gone in? No, you can't. But if they had Justin Tucker yesterday, then they have 10 more points than they had, yes. because it was a 38, a 40, and a 44-yard field goal that they didn't even try, plus the extra point that Matt Amendola missed. So if they aren't going to trust him to run him out there to kick anything longer than, what, like a 25-yard field goal, then... I mean, I was looking during the game what other kickers are out there. It's not like yeah. there's anything amazing out there, but there's got to be somebody you trust to try more than the 25-yard field goal. Yeah, no, I understand where you're going with that one, Luke. Honestly, um, I'd like to say to Tony, Cliff isn't going anywhere. He's not. Um, I would like to see the possibility, and this is something we could ask him, would he ever consider letting somebody else, even if it was just temporary, let somebody else actually call some of the plays. I think Spencer Whipple is a guy that did it last year as a matter of it fact went pretty well instead went very very well i believe in cleveland so when cliff comes in we'll ask him that and see what he thinks yeah. about that Dude, i think i know his answer yeah but we're gonna ask he's him. not going anywhere bro we're gonna ask him a few questions today that i think i know his answer to but we're still gonna ask him anyway um to see what his response is and we have i mean if we've seen other teams around the league try stuff like that let's go out to chris in queen creek chris you're on the wolf and luke show what's up guys I am just infuriated and frustrated with the fact that Bidwell's got Kime and, and Kingsbury still here. They don't deserve it. I don't care what anybody says. They have been winning more every year under the Cliff regime in spite of Cliff, not because of Cliff. This guy doesn't know how to handle kicking situations when this is the second time this season when obviously when you're down by two scores, you've got to kick instead of going for it. The poor drafting on Kime's behalf, mismanaged timeouts, inability to get Kyler to get better the way that he should be getting better. Uh, they, they can't deal with adversity and injuries. He doesn't have this team prepared on a weekly basis. The idea that they have been getting better every single year under Cliff, it's just ridiculous. How about his epic failures? How about his collapses? And how about the fact that a lot of their wins in the past few years have come as a result of Hail Marys and complete and total absolute prayers? He's a terrible coach. Everybody understands it. The fan base is getting fed up with being spoon-fed this garbage that he knows what he's doing. He doesn't. I respectfully disagree with you, my Chris, brother. man, thanks Thank for you the so call. so much for the phone call. Really do appreciate you calling in. Uh, respectfully disagree right there. Um, I will say, though. And all counts. A lot of people agree with Chris. And I will say this. Hey, listen. If you want to, I mean, to it's, be, a, it's totally unfair to sit there and say, you know what, he they're winning. They got to 11 wins in spite of Cliff. No, no, no. That's no. just, that's just this, bull. This is what I would say is fair. I would say they. That's they, just bull. If you think that out there, based on, that's just bull. I would say it's fair to say that they got to 10 and 2 last year, that that was a, 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 a steady 
rise from his first year to his second year to midway through his third year. A lot of that was because of Cliff Kingsbury. But it is also fair to say that they've won three games since December 5th of last year. And a lot of that is because of Cliff Kingsbury. To be 3-10, and 10, I don't feel like they're getting better anymore. I, I think you're, you're right about that. There's no doubt. But to sit there and say, you know, oh my goodness, they won in spite of Cliff Kingsbury. No, that's just bull. Uh, they're definitely going the wrong direction right now. Let's go out to Guillermo, an anthem. Guillermo, what's going on? Hi, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I can understand everybody is feeling frustrated as I am and, uh, you know, <laughs> on this Monday, but I don't, I don't honestly don't think it is all Kyler's fault here. I think uh, Kingsbury in his ear has a lot to do with the play calling. Uh, but we also got to understand that there's a lot of uh, pieces that are missing. Um, I think if uh, when uh, Hopkins comes back uh, this Thursday to unlock certain sections of the book, if you, uh, if you will, if you don't, uh, if you don't see an improvement before we tear everything down, I think uh, I think we should just give the keys to uh, Joseph, man, and just let him cook and see what he's got before he goes and be successful somewhere else. I think uh, it's going to be fair, right? Uh, not everybody can learn this NFL system coming from college to NFL as fast as some other people. So you got it, you know, three years and. Um, I think uh, three strikes, and he should be out. And let's see what we got with Joseph. Go Cardinals, baby. All right, Guillermo. Appreciate the call. Um, There's going to be a lot of that. Unfortunately, we're up against the break, but uh, I hear you. (laughs) I know there's a lot of people that feel this way, and it's it's not just because of yesterday. It's been building for a while, so... um, you know, it's it, what Dave Pash said earlier. Maybe you got to give them more than this Thursday because it is a short week, and mm-hmm. now you're missing Hollywood Brown and Justin Pugh too to see what this offense can do. But if this offense doesn't like flip a major switch by what the Minnesota game the the night before Halloween, this noise is only going to get louder and louder because there's talent on that side of the the ball, and they are not doing anything with it. Text us your totally thoughts. Underachieving. To the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Sorry we couldn't get to everybody. It looked like your buddy Kiernan was on the line, too. Oh, Give, I, I could have used a wolf impression today. Uh, all right, so when we come back, could yesterday have been one of Kyler Wur- Murray's worst performances of the season? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, Wolf. Back here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It's, um, It's worth looking into from yesterday's game. I get it. People are upset at the coach. I get it. But I would say yesterday, I'd say Kyler Murray didn't play all that well either. And you've been saying the first five weeks he's been probably their most consistent player on offense. Yeah. Not amazing, but consistent for the first five weeks. You know, he was he was great in the second half of the Raiders game. There have been times where he's been down a little bit. But yesterday, man, he just... I, I'm not a quarterback coach, so I, I hate going into the like, well, the technique looks weird. He doesn't look like he's throwing the ball the same way he used to throw the ball. And I don't know if he's trying to do too much. I don't know if they're trying to, to fix the offense in one play or if he feels that way. It was good to see him run yesterday because that did seem to open things up. 
But the other part of the equation is he's got to be able to complete passes, and it wasn't just him yesterday, but you don't typically see him bouncing passes or sailing them. And we've seen it more and more the last couple weeks, but especially yesterday. Yeah, you know, I'm with you on this one, Luke. I I thought Kyler Murray played his worst game of the season, and I didn't think he played poorly all season until yesterday. Um, He never looked comfortable in the pocket, right? Never looked like he was comfortable at all, and he didn't get much help from his offensive line either, did he? He was under duress. Let's let's be legit about this, okay? The first two possessions the Arizona Cardinals had where Justin Pugh was in the game, what did they do? Moved, Ten plays, 14 right down plays. The field, both those down plays, the yeah. field, right? Bada bing, bada boom. They only got three points out of it. That stinks. That's not anything that you want to point to and glorify. Yet at the same time, they were moving the ball, and all of a sudden, Justin Pugh went down. And I know, you know, it's one guy on the offensive line. But that truly changed everything. He was under duress from that point on. It's one guy on the offensive line, but if if we are being fair, like you said, that's on top of Rodney Hudson, too. And the news this morning, there's no news on Hudson, but the news this morning sounds like Justin Pugh, according to Ian Rappaport, was likely done for the year. You heard in the update, sounds like Hollywood Brown may very well be done for the year, too. So it wasn't just a a frustrating, miserable 10-point loss to a Seattle team that looks... Average, yeah, you know, average. Good, good for them. They are overachieving, overachieving to be average this year, but they look average. I wasn't impressed by Seattle at all yesterday. It wasn't just that. It wasn't the loss. It wasn't the loss in Seattle of all places. You lost, it sounds like, two of your most important players on offense for at least a while, if not the year. Yeah, and again, going back to Kyler Murray, he was inaccurate, based earnings. He was. With a lot of his throws, he was inaccurate. Even some of the ones that he completed, um, it was more of just a great catch. It wasn't like he was locating the ball very well on receivers. And he missed some reads, um, had some wide open looks as well. But to be fair, again, he was under some pressure. Um, He's played the most consistent so far this season until yesterday. And that's when I thought he struggled, and he wasn't getting a ton of help as well. You have to be fair in all of this, but he played his worst game, in my opinion. Here's uh, Kyler Murray after the game yesterday. They asked how, uh, when the last time was he struggled this much. Probably from the rookie year. Probably. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the last time it's felt this hard. You know? um, I just feel you know, it's just tough out there right now. Tough. That's what it feels like. For, you know? And a lot of it, like I said, is self-inflicted. Uh, put it on ourselves. That's great. Right there, Kyler. That's it. Right there. You are 100% correct. And that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Just heard it. Deep down inside, man. Hey, this is self-inflicted. We did this. Man, that is, you know, again, now go out and keep yourself accountable first and then everyone else. He expounded on that, too. He said, uh, we're making things harder on ourselves right now. Just make it hard. Just make it hard, you know, uh, I don't want to get into details, but um, it's just, like I said, it's tough right now. It just feels like we, we move the ball, and we, like I said, we get to a certain area, get a, get a you know, long first down, next play with second and ten. That's tough, that's tough to do. It's tough to be in, you know, especially, um, it's just, like I said, we're, we're, we're not doing things right right now. 
had more yards than the Seahawks yesterday, which again means nothing if you don't win. But to his point right there, there were times, and again, a lot of it was the first two drives of the game, but there are times where they move the ball, but then they get into that. It's not even the red zone anymore. It's like inside the 30, and Kyler just said it right there. They'll take a penalty, and all of a sudden it'll be second and 15, or you know, a play will not go anywhere. Yeah. Rondale Moore will make a catch and run backwards seven yards. I don't, it, it, now we're getting into that territory of guys trying to do maybe too much, and it's just yeah. the other team sees it, and the, it feels like every team the Cardinals are playing their defense senses blood in the water. The Seahawks' defense is awful, and they had six sacks yesterday. Yes. Yes, just once again, um, giving up more yards than anybody else in the National Football League in regard to yards per game and yards per play, and giving up almost uh, 31 points in a game, per game, giving up 31 points. Man, that's number... 31 mm-hmm. in the National Football League. It's just brutal right now what is going on. But at some point in time, it's going to start with Kyler Murray. The turnaround has got to start with Kyler Murray because he also has been a little bit more inaccurate than we've seen him, Luke, ever. Yeah, I agree. And that that's a little uh that's alarming because I don't know if he's trying to do too much or what's going on there. This is Keyshawn Johnson. I'm not sure I totally agree with this one, but this is Keyshawn saying the league has figured Kyler Murray specifically out. This is why you leave things up to the experts. Because I tried to tell you his rookie year, when they was rolling and I just didn't like Mighty Mouse and I didn't like the Cardinals and things of that nature, eventually people these 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 older guys with the gray hair that sit up all night long trying to game plan and scheme they've been doing this now and they've seen this now for 4 years they're eventually going to catch up to you and try to figure out how to stop you and that's the reality of it and cliff kingsbury has doesn't have a something else in the toolbox i don't know that i would agree that that the league has figured Kyler Murray out. I mean, ask the Raiders if they figured Kyler Murray out. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It feels like the opposing teams know what the Cardinals' offense is going to run. But if you're talking about ways to turn this around, it still starts with Kyler Murray because you have stuff there. He has he has upside that other teams can't defend. He, I think Kyler really said it, what we're all feeling. The Cardinals are stopping themselves on offense a lot of these times. Yeah, no, they are. And um, once again, I, I would say this right here. Everyone wants Kyler Murray to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And that's what Kyler Murray did. He ran the ball yesterday. Kyler Murray, in my opinion, ran the ball better than I've ever seen Kyler Murray run the ball. Not even close. Didn't take the easy way out. Didn't slide. Actually went head first for a couple, a couple of times. Yards, yeah. Didn't run out of bounds. Cut it up inside. Went back. Tried to cut a, across the grain. Kyler Murray ran the ball better than I've ever seen Kyler Murray run the ball. And hopefully we're going to be able to address this. I believe he had 10 carries for 100 yards. Correct? Mm-hmm. So we don't need to cite the the stat anymore, do we? About how the Arizona Cardinals, they win when he runs the ball. 10 for exactly 100. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I, I, It's one game, I understand. One game. Yet at the same time, Kyler Murray's got to learn to play quarterback in the National Football League, first and foremost. Not run the ball. I'm not there where I believe Kyler Murray's the problem right now. I mean, he wasn't, he was, he had issues yesterday. I just, the problem so far is that he hasn't been the solution this season other than the Raiders game. But I, I don't think Kyler Murray's 
if you're if you're asking me to put together a list of what's wrong with the Cardinals, Kyler Murray's further down that list for me than I think it is for a lot of people. To me, it's, it's the play calling, the offense looks broken, there's a lot of different things. I would put injuries above Kyler Murray being bad. Kyler Murray, there's untapped potential there, but... Um, they and he do have to figure out how to actually tap into it here. Cardinals uh, went for it on fourth down five times yesterday. Why? We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Love you, bro. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show. We are, of course, live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center here. It is Wolf and Luke on a Big Red Monday. We've already talked to Dave Pash. we talked to Darren Urban in a little bit. And, of course, at 145, as we do every Big Red Monday, Cliff Kingsbury, the Arizona Cardinals head coach, will be joining us for his exclusive weekly one-on-one. Uh, Wolf, yesterday, and one of the things we're going to ask him about was the decision to go for it on fourth down so much. And now, it's... It's tough with Cliff because he likes to go for it on fourth down anyway. But they went for it five times yesterday, and they were just one of five. And there have been games this year and in the past where it's like, wow, they're going for it a lot on fourth down. But they're also getting it yeah, a lot. Right. Yesterday, by about the third or fourth time, it was like, I don't know that they're even going to get this. And it, 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 at least to me watching the game, and he kind of hinted at this after the game, I took it as if you had Matt Prater, you're probably kicking field goals on at least two of those three chances you could have had. No, I think you're right about that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree so I'm with you. I'm hoping they get Matt Prater back on Yeah, you know, that'd be really, really nice if, in fact, they could get Matt Prater back. I, I thought it was perplexing. I really did. Um, listen, the first field goal, it was a 38-yarder that he bypassed, of course, and went for it um, on that fourth down. I kind of felt like he was challenging his offense. I thought he was challenging his offense. Which, and which I thought, that is something he does. Yeah, and it was early on as well, and it was early, and I thought, you know, it was their second possession and it was a 14 play man you put together this 14 play possession and went down the field and you converted on some third downs and you moved the sticks and you had the opportunity I thought he was challenging his offense to finish knowing that they've sputtered in the red zone before and knowing as well that it was going to take touchdowns to win this game up in Seattle touchdowns. Yeah. Little did you know you were going to keep the Seattle Seahawks to 19 points. I think if you would have told Cliff that, obviously, that would have changed a lot of those decisions. I think. I think it was the combination of Amendola and not having a lot of confidence in Amendola and the the challenge to the offense. It was that combination, I think, which is why he went for it on fourth down, even the second time. And the second time, I had a problem with that one. The first time, I felt like he was challenging his offense and admitting we're going to have to score touchdowns if we want to beat Seattle. The second time, I thought they should have kicked it. Well, because the first time, it was 3-3. And we were still early in this game, and they had moved the ball down the field both of their drives. So, yeah, I I, I think we'll never know this for sure. I mean, we can ask him, so maybe we will know for sure. But it does sort of feel like just watching this team a lot over the last few years, they probably still do go for it on fourth down on that second drive of the game. But you're right, the other ones, I mean, by the time they were going for it and turning it over on downs, we're in the second half, it's 9-3 Seattle. You know, it's it's 19-9 Seattle. Like, you... 
but at that point, you knew this was probably going to be a low-scoring game. You could see the way your defense was playing. You could see that I didn't think Seattle really attacked very much yesterday for a team that we've seen Geno Smith just chuck the ball down the field this year. They didn't really do that yesterday. Some of that is the Cardinals' defense. Some of that is probably Pete Carroll looking and saying, that other team's struggling so much to score, we don't need to give them anything to jumpstart their offense. And they really didn't, other than that one where the, uh, the Cardinals got the special teams touchdown. Yeah, it's... You have to have a kicker. I mean, yeah, right. I, I can't. I it's, keep coming back to this wolf, but it's like you don't have your number one back. You don't have your number two back. You don't have your number one receiver right now. You don't have your number two receiver. You don't have your kicker. You don't have your center. You don't have your, one of your guards. Like at a certain point, that does that does factor into all this too. And that's where I'd go back and saying anything that they did in preseason, I would totally change it. The George Costanza rule. Yeah, that's what I yeah, would do. It didn't. Work. I would change that when we're talking about the preparation, whatever it was with these guys and how many injuries the Arizona Cardinals have suffered so far. It, next training camp, man, I, I say, you know what, hey, nine on seven. Just go a whole practice. Nothing but nine on sevens. Just practice. Put the pads on and wipe each other out. Now, obviously, I'm being a little facetious here because the league actually monitors that type, the end that result type of would, stuff. wouldn't be any worse than this. I mean, they went into this but season with a bunch of injuries. Listen, I'm not saying Cliff was wrong in regard to the fourth downs and going for it. Um, obviously, there's a lot involved in those decisions, but it did make me think there there may have been someone else you could have actually tried and brought in before not attempting those field goals. You know, you know, you, yeah. you would think if you didn't have that much confidence in Amendola, maybe there was somebody out there. Hey, listen, this is his first opportunity give him the chance to get it knock it through it, it felt like there was a little bit of a disconnect now it's tougher because you have a short week but you know we had Dave Pash on earlier and, and he rightly pointed out Amendola didn't make it any easier to trust him by coming in and missing oh, an yeah. extra point uh, and you know this is not because he missed a field goal at the end of the game last week he struggled with Kansas City too so I, I, I to a certain extent understand the hesitation like as we're sitting here talking wolf it's hard for me to be like oh cliff should i kick this field goal because i don't think it would have gone in but where's the the the, it's got to be some sort of disconnect there of like why wasn't there just another kicker brought in i mean i'm looking at the list it's not like there's a bunch of amazing you know it's not like justin tucker sitting out there like oh baltimore company go ahead and pick me up yes but um but there's just, I don't know, if, if you're not even going to allow him to kick the field goals, that was very obvious at a certain point in that game, and it was very obvious Seattle knew it, too. And, you know, you and I even talked about this last week. Are you going to have to change your offense because you don't have Matt Prater back? I'll just keep saying I really hope they get Matt Prater back this week. You know what's amazing about that, too, since we're talking about uh, going forward on fourth down there? How about the punt block? I mean, that was that was so Jeff Rogers. So Jeff Rogers. This guy, if you've got a weakness in your protection, he's going to try to exploit it. And obviously it worked to perfection. They had a they had it to a um to a point where they didn't even have to block block a punt. He just knocked the ball out of the punter's hand and then recovered a touchdown. That, I mean, that's how well that punt block worked. 
and that is Nirvana when it comes to special teams and a special teams coach. But it felt like that was going to be the play that would maybe swing it too. Oh, totally. Because at the time, that was it. You're right. It wasn't even a punt block. It was just like I'm going to take the ball before you can punt it. I'm just going to do everybody a favor. Yeah. You don't have to punt it. We're just going to take it from you. And that's special teams, but a lot of that goes on the defense for pinning them so far back there again as well. I'm looking at the list of free agent kickers. Um, you're not very excited about it, though, huh? Michael Badgley, you're saying? Rodrigo Blankenship. Um, okay. Yeah. Some of these guys have never been. John Parker Romo. I don't know. Is that Tony's brother? Uh, no. Uh, this is Kyler Murray after the game, and I don't think these are very long answers, Wolf. But uh, they asked him about going for it on fourth down. That's coach's decision. Uh, you know, uh, just, again, I'm confident in whatever we choose to do. Um, you know, they, they, they make those choices on the sideline. Whatever they call, we go for it. Okay, that was a long one. Let's see if this one's long. They asked him, when are they going to stop going for it on fourth down and kick a field goal? That's not a question for me. Because, like I said, I'm just trying to go through and execute one call. Yeah, I figured yeah. that one might be a little bit short. He's, he's right. He's not the one making that call. Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, for the most part, Kyler Murray, this turnaround for the Arizona Cardinals has got to start with Kyler Murray. It's interesting you're playing the cuts right there from Kyler. If, in fact, the Arizona Cardinals are going to get back on track offensively, it's got to start with a $230 million man. It's got to start with your franchise quarterback. It has to start with Kyler Murray. And that's why I'm really interested to see what happens on Thursday night. Could it possibly be just DeAndre Hopkins once again being back in the lineup that clears it up, his pre-snap read for Kyler Murray? Is it that simple? Because that terrifies me if it is. (laughs) Good and bad, if it is, huh? Coming up next, we're going to take you through the biggest storylines from the Cardinals' loss in Seattle. Wolf and Down Your Lunch is next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.